Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks Podcast. I'm Jim Haney. And I'm Ashley McLean. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Recovery Talks. And today we're going to be chatting about the physical and mental dimensions of wellness and recovery and kind of the interplay between them. Yeah, yeah kind of how they, they relate to each other. Yeah, and when we were warming up for this, uh, actually, I think, you know, you said this isn't something that often gets addressed. No, it's not. I don't think it's talked about enough, especially I know in my early recovery and um, when I sit down with peers and um, in their early recovery, it's not talked about quite why do you think that is? Why do you think we're not we're not talking about it? Because there's a lot of science between physical ailments and people's emotional well-being. You know, I just I don't think for me that I um, I could connect the dots for myself that my physical wellness had anything to do with my mental wellness. Like I didn't hmm. I wasn't able to connect those dots. Until I was later on in my recovery, I was more able to be, I guess, open-minded about it. Like, if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm not physically well, it's going to affect my mental state. If I'm not right. mentally well, it is going to affect my physical wellness. Sure. There's that commercial, you're not yourself when you're hungry or whatever. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, Some like, of those are you're funny. Like you're being a diva. Yeah. Snickers, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But I think, you know, we're talking about something even more beyond that, right? Because I know that you've made a huge change in in your, in your diet. Do you want to share, share about that? I will share about that. Um, I went to the recovery conference and um, we had that in September and I went to one of our workshops and it was called Rentrition and it was about a plant-based lifestyle. And I was like, what am I doing in this workshop? Like, this is not for me. This is great information, but it doesn't apply to me. And while I was in there, I'd been suffering for quite some time about, um, it had been about a year of just flares from ulcerative colitis. And it's a disease that's kind of like Crohn's. It's a really uh, severe, like irritable bowel disease, and um, I've been having I've been having having really bad flares with that. And um, and I and I tried little things here and there to change my diet. I've been on medication for it, and and it just things weren't working, and and it affected my my daily life. Like you can't sometimes go and do things you can't you can't go out and interact with your friends and your social groups and Mm -hmm. your your recovery support groups you can't do a lot of things because it's so unpredictable and um, and it really started to affect my mental health like i also diagnosed co-occurring i have substance abuse and i have you know mental health diagnosis as well and so i um you know i need support in all those areas and and I, you know, wasn't 
connecting that I need support for this as well. And mm-hmm. so basically I, I, I tried little things to change, change little things in my lifestyle to help my physical health with this diagnosis that I have. And um, nothing was working until I kind of I kind of listened to what they had to say in here, and then I did some research on my own, and, and everything was pointing to like this complete lifestyle change of um, you know eating completely plant-based, and that really helping anti-inflammatory diseases, and that's really what mine is. And a month ago, I, I took the plunge, and I changed my lifestyle to eating completely plant-based, and um, it's really helped. Like I have not had flare-ups since I changed. My physical health is a lot better, which in turn has really helped my mental state because I'm able to do more social things. I'm I'm able to feel more positive outlook on life, and it's just it's so connected. Like when I feel better and I'm doing things within my control, you know, for my physical health my mental state is also better. Did you ever think that you would uh, go vegan? I never, in your if life? anybody knows mm. me, if anybody knows me, that would be the last thing they'd ever think that I would do. And it's actually been the, one of the coolest things that I've done and I've tried because it's new and it's exciting and it's yeah. not as hard as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you're not having, you know, any issues with making meals or preparing that and then plus your family right and your family is not not doing the plant-based right because they're they're not doing the plant-based and it hasn't been hard because it's kind of like my recovery right Mm -hmm. um like their problem isn't my problem you know they're super supportive of me doing it but their problem isn't my problem so like my husband goes to the store with me and helps me prepare and like mm-hmm. shop for the right things but he's like there's no way i'm but he's still buying a steak yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> i was just telling jim before we got on this podcast that um he went hunting the week that i decided to do this and shop an elk and here i am saying yeah. I'm gonna live one day at a time eating a plant-based lifestyle, and right. my husband has a dead elk in the garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple hundred pounds of meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know for myself the connection with the physical wellness, and I think gut health and mental health definitely connected. Early on in my recovery, I so I started having stomach problems and. I never did resolve it. I never really figured out what it was. I just eliminated certain foods from my diet. So, for example, I eliminated things like pizza or, you know, food that was heavy or or had grease or fried food. I eliminated things like soda. I mean, there was a lot of stuff and I, I was just doing it that way. And I never, no one ever talked to me and I never put the pieces together. And then a few years ago, uh, gosh, four years ago, about now, I was getting divorced and the stress of that brought on symptoms that were very similar. And I did go to the doctor this time, still wasn't kind of putting the pieces together. 
And so, you know, they started doing the typical, let's do some blood tests. And, and so they started eliminating some things and they looked at things like Crohn's, mm -hmm. you know, irritable bowel, those kinds of things. But what I actually got diagnosed with, with was uh, lactose intolerance. And, and that something in that, when I started looking at, you know, what was, what was, what had lactose in it, cause they had me do a two week uh, food diary, you know, you write it all down. Oh, you know, dairy, 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 dairy. And then I thought back to my early recovery and I thought, oh yeah, I kind of, I started eliminating things and a lot of those things had dairy in them. And so it was interesting. No one you know, not, no, a therapist didn't talk to me about it or a psychiatrist. It was strictly about my mental health and not really even asking me the questions about physical health right. and, and what was going on. And maybe there wasn't that awareness. I don't know. I mean, that, for me, it was a long time ago, 20 years, but man, I think, wow, like I could have been working on this for the last 20 years, <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. you know, a lot of time went by when I wasn't addressing it. I just eliminated certain foods from, from my diet. So it's interesting. There is definitely a connection and, you know, we at Montana's Peer Network, right? We talk about the eight dimensions of wellness. So I think this is more on the forefront of our minds, healthy minds, healthy bodies, right. those kinds of things. But I don't think the system in general is really addressing those those things, or is it? Well, you know, I, I have a friend who's who's a nurse, and she says like during her schooling, like they get a four-hour class on nutrition, mm. right? Mm. And so like there's these people in in the healthcare field who like they they get taught for four hours about mm. the nutrition mm -hmm. aspect mm -hmm. of our health, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. um, to me, it was it has been and one of the biggest piece between you know my mind and my body mm -hmm. right is mm -hmm. is what i'm putting into it mm -hmm. ultimately what comes out right like yeah. it, am i putting like is is negativity coming out or is positive mm -hmm. positivity coming out mm -hmm. because of what i'm putting into it mm -hmm. right and that's mm -hmm. and that's not just food right like mm -hmm. that's all pieces right mm -hmm. am i mm -hmm. am i hanging around negative people am i putting negative stuff into my body and like sure and it's that illumination first from you know my substance and now it's like it's evolved as my recovery right evolved, right you know? i think that's a great word mm -hmm. evolved that's how I think of my recovery. It, it really is sort of an evolution mm -hmm. that happens and you can't skip ahead to where you want to go. Right. It has to sort of naturally evolve and you have these experiences in recovery that if you weren't in recovery, you might not have those at all. I mean, you might, there's, there's a chance you could stumble into a, some sort of class or self-help group or something, but Recovery, I think, exposes us to opportunities about wellness that I don't feel like the average person probably gets exposed to. Unless you work in this field or you're in education or you work for a book publisher or publishes wellness books or something. Right. But our exposure to that kind of thing is pretty high. I think we get we're getting emails and newsletters and, you know, conversations with other people and. Right. Yeah, and it's. I just think it's really cool because um, 
like how fortunate are we? You know what I mean? Yeah. To yeah. Be, yeah. To be exposed, to even have these opportunities, to be exposed to it, um, no matter how early or how late in the stages you are, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, of your evolution. So, like, I just think I feel very fortunate to have strolled in on that run yeah. Trishian, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well, that that very thing, right? So the fact that you 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 find yourself you're you're at this conference through your work but you're in that particular workshop you could have went to other workshops i actually had to man that workshop right? because so, i was working it ah so you know like that's where i was going with it like <laughs> yeah. like these opportunities in recovery that yeah, present themselves exactly. that the average person might not right, right. you might right. choose something different exactly. and isn't there maybe a reason you know like what I say to myself, like the universe sort of puts you in that place. That's absolutely how I believe because I absolutely believe that way, Jim, because that's that's what happened is like after that, like everything in the universe was pointing me in this direction mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. this change. Sure. Yeah. And you think about, you know, at the recovery conference, I, I think about there's all the other events that have to happen. So in order for that workshop to even be at the conference, there's things that have to happen along the way too that wouldn't happen on their own necessarily. Like there are, there's like sequence of sort of events. And I always think of it, there's these opportunities that are out there for us as people in recovery. And it's up to us if we want to see them and take advantage of them, you know, act on them. And it's always cool because when I, you know, when we review things like applications for putting on workshops, these are the kinds of things that I know I think about that the impact, what's the impact of what this workshop could have on people. I remember that workshop. So I was, I was working the desk, the registration desk during that time frame, And I remember people coming out and people like being excited and pumped up and feeling like, Whoa, like, Oh, I'd like to do this or, Oh, that's great. And you know, that's a, always a great sign. It is. And what's really cool about it is the, the person who put that workshop on, like I I was able to, you know, like network with him and and ask him if I could be accountable to him while I'm on this journey, right? Cool, yeah. And so like yeah. I, you know, we we share emails and text messages back and forth with each other and just kind of it he he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. So He's kind of encouraging me, like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, right. you know, just like staying accountable um, to somebody, you know. Right. It's not keeping me accountable. I'm staying accountable to somebody right. while I'm doing this because this is what I'm choosing to do um, for my for my lifestyle. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. just another form of peer support. It is. And yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the listeners, I mean, if you're out there and you're having these physical ailments you're you know you're a person in recovery you have a diagnosis and i would really encourage you to think about going to the doctor and and having conversations and they're going to want you to get the test done and all that that's fine because you can eliminate stuff pretty quickly Mm -hmm. with some pretty basic kind of tests if you have anything going on physically you should really examine that because i think the impact and and i want to talk about this now the impact that it begins to have you touched on it but you know when you have stuff going on physically and you don't know how does that manifest itself for us as people in recovery what does that look like it absolutely just 
I think it, it devastates us. Like, mm. I, I honestly do. I, I know it has devastated me. I, I can only speak from my experiences. Mm -hmm. Is it just makes me feel like I'm not contributing to life and I'm not, you know, like what's wrong with me? Like you're not good enough. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just it, there was a period of not knowing, like I didn't know what was wrong with me until right. I got diagnosed right. with this. And it's right. like, oh my gosh, like, um, and just being at home and in your head and not having, mm -hmm. you know, the support and having to cancel another. You know, another, you know, appointment with somebody or mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. your friends and, mm -hmm. and then being like, oh, we're not going to invite her anymore because she never shows up. And, sure. You know, and it just kind of, um, you start to feel like you're just like a burden sometimes. Yeah. 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 It can lead to depression and yeah. anxiety and yeah. the isolation and All of yeah, those things. yeah, for sure. All of those things. For sure. Yeah, no, I think <clears throat> go get go get checked, like go talk to somebody about it, you know, whether that's your if you have a psychiatrist or even if you're going to your general practitioner, you know, your GP, you talk about them so that you can begin making the connection between the two things. Yes. Right. Because if you go you have a med provider that's doing, you know, medication for you for your mental health, you might also be seeing a general practitioner. And those two might not even be talking. Right. They might not really be connected. And right. so I think talking about those things and acknowledging them. And if you have loved ones talking about that and how they can help support you and how these things might be interplaying mm -hmm. with each other. Because um, I think that's crucial. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so mental and physical dimensions of wellness, they're all part of the eight dimensions of wellness. If you want to know more about that, uh, we have a wonderful workbook called Healthy Minds, Healthy Bodies. You can pick up on our website at mtpeernetwork.org. Um, we also have information on our resource page, but uh, can't emphasize the, the, the holistic part of recovery enough. And I wish somebody would have talked to me about that uh, earlier on yeah yeah all right well we are out of time and we want to say thank you for tuning in once again you can check out our Re recovery talks podcast each week uh we always have uh guests on and different topics so always keep things interesting so please keep on tuning in and uh thank you thank you and we'll catch you next time Bye. recovery works and recovery is possible Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery.